to Very Amusing, your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Weisel, and we are back. We are back for real. I know last week's episode said we're back, but right now, currently, we are back, back with a full episode of the podcast. And I gotta say, it feels pretty good. It feels real good to be back to work, doing what I love, hugging characters, going on rides, and living my best life, while also stressing about the details and operations and getting every single bit of information I can to give forth to you. Now, outside of the parks, I I was going to tell you, usually in this part of the show, I tell you what's going on with my life, but I, I don't, it's, it's a whole bunch of same old, same olds for me. I'm, well, I guess not true because I'm currently recording this in New York where I'm visiting family for two weeks, which is very exciting. And I'm going to go on a one-day trip to Orlando, which is also very exciting. So I guess there is a lot going on. There's a lot going on, but I guess uh, I no longer sleep, so it all just kind of feels the same. We will discuss my semi-ridiculous trip to Orlando for about seven and a half hours just to go on Tron and Guardians at another time. But the joy of looking forward to a Disney World vacation when you haven't been in a long time is something I haven't felt in almost a year? Over a year? No, I went at some point. It's about a year for me at this point, and I am... I'm elated. I am elated thinking about getting getting my little caramel couche, little popcorn, going on Tron, just leaning over, smiling for that little dinky photo, just doing all of it. I have like the true pre-vacation excitement and I can't believe I'm going for one day. I'm not even spending the night, but I will. My goal is to tackle boat, tackle monorail, tackle coaster, uh, tackle nacho cheese sauce, tackle all of it. Hard-rolled eggs, TBD. Will I hit up my favorite vending machine in the parking lot? I don't know. Who's to say? There's so much ahead. But I don't want to keep us from this very essential episode if you are planning a trip to Super Nintendo World. I'm gonna just going to dive right into it because, well, I'm not watching TV. I'm not I'm not really watching movies. I'm just playing with my fam, playing with my dog, playing with my, my baby, playing with my family. Sounds like my whole life is a board game. But yeah, that's it. Okay, let's do the episode. Love you. Bye. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Right, party people, we are back with the tips and tricks you absolutely need to know before going to Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood. As you know, we have covered this before, but it was right at the opening. It was when operations were a little bit different. It was when I was heavily pregnant and couldn't go on the ride. So we are revisiting it now that things are more solid, now that I have more advice to give, now that some things have changed in a way that you need to know about. And also, because I finally rode Bowser's Challenge, the ride in the land, and I actually really enjoyed it when it worked. When it worked, when it worked, we're going to get into it. But I've heard so many people not like this ride, including, um, you know, a man who lives in my house who I sent in my place originally. I, I really liked it. We're not going to spoil the ride here, but yes, the ride vehicles are very restrictive, as you may have heard about. And I did find the gameplay to be somewhat confusing, but when it all lined up, I had a lot of fun. And 
I did feel deeply uncoordinated, but <laughs> that's another thing. That's a personal challenge. Basically, again, not a spoiler, but you're turning a wheel while turning your head to make a movement happen. And it's just a lot of, um, you know, like pat the head, rub the tummy type of coordination while you are on board a vehicle and you uh, don't have your full uh, spectrum of vision. So it's it's a, it's a little tricky. I mean, as a former musical theater kid, uh, I feel like a failure, but... <laughs> It's fine. It did not aid me in throwing shells and it is what it is. But I had I had a great time. Now that Very Amusing is back in action and this land is open and thriving. The point of this episode is that I revisited Super Nintendo World a couple times and I am here to give you essential tips on how to make the most out of your day at Universal Studios Hollywood. If you are new to this park and you have not visited or visited in a while, please go back to our Universal Studios Hollywood episode, which will tell you everything you need to know about the park in general, what to ride, where to eat, what to enjoy, and how to get it all done in one day. We will be updating that episode sometime between this week and next, likely by the time you are listening to this, if... Okay, if I'm not tempted by going on an outdoor bike ride in my in-laws house because it's kind of chilly out and it's going to get hotter in the week and it's heaven, I kind of want to make the most of it. But check the feed. We got you covered probably within the next 72 hours. One major change I do want to add since that Universal Studios Hollywood episode went out, Virtual Queue is not currently in use at Super Nintendo World. It was used when the land opened to actually access the land. There was a whole bunch of, as we would say in Yiddish, mishigas about getting in. But it can come back at any time as these things go. But for the most part, unless you're visiting during a holiday or possibly next spring break summertime, you should be okie-dokie artichokey for entering the land. And with that, let's get into it! This is essentially your cheat sheet for visiting Universal's Nintendo-themed land, and I'm thrilled to be able to bring it to you. My first tip, and kind of my number one tip, is to splurge for early morning entry. This is the jam, people. It is the best way to essentially get exclusive access to Super Nintendo World. And the best part is, it's only going to cost you around $25 a person. Early morning entry is a newer product that grants you access to this area of the park, Super Nintendo World, an hour before park opening each day. They sell it at the regular ticket checkout area on the website. You can add it on to new or existing admission, which is fantastic. It's just a separate barcode. You can buy it in advance on the website. You don't have to wake up real early to book stuff looking at you, Disney. And it costs between $20 to $30 per person, depending on the day. It can and occasionally most likely will sell out in advance if you're going during a popular time. It also includes a small bonus of expedited morning entry to the Universal Studios Hollywood Tram Tour, which it isn't why we're here. It's an incredible attraction, but it's helpful. It's helpful if you want to ride that in the morning time. Now that I've done early morning entry, though, I am obsessed. I am (laughs) obsessed with this. And keep in mind, I do not love upsells between parking and snacks and paying even more to experience the place you just paid to get into, it's yet another reason to dig into my pocket and can make me feel bad. It makes me feel bad to do things like that, to buy those little those little lightning lanes, the this and the that. It feels bad and it adds up. But this, this is the rare case in which I strongly believe it is worth it. I mean, I have an annual pass here. I've already paid a lot of money to enter this park and I bought early morning entry out of pocket and was elated with my decision. If I ever want to go back specifically for this land, to go on the ride again, to bring a friend, to go dine, I would do this again in a heartbeat. And the reason early morning entry is so worthwhile is because Super Nintendo World gets crowded, but not 
regular crowded. This land during regular operating hours can feel suffocating. It's, I think I've made this comparison before, but it's kind of shaped like a taco salad bowl. It's tall and high on the sides with a small base surface, and everyone is jammed in the center. Add to it that cues for characters and interactive games and boxes to punch and the noises and coins clanging and everything's right in the center, and it would be understandable to feel extremely overwhelmed while here. This place basically has the ambiance of a Vegas casino. But during my early morning visit, it was so much easier to walk around and it provided such better access to everything the land offers so I could truly enjoy it in a way I can't during the day. The lines for interactive games were way shorter. You could walk right in and eat at Toadstool Cafe or make a reservation, more on that in a little. And you can even have an actual chance to meet the characters without waiting around all day. Their meet and greet times during this early morning hour were also stacked and had shorter lines, so it was beyond doable. Mario and Luigi were there right at the beginning. Toad came out a few minutes later, around 10 minutes in. And then Princess Peach was scheduled for halfway through the hour. There was a little sign that said that. If you are planning to heed my advice and do early morning entry, here are my tips. Buy it early. When I went to buy mine about a week out, it was during the summer, but almost every day was sold out. That's not always the case, but if you are experiencing something like that, be sure to check back in case more are added or in case tickets expire out of someone's cart, which I saw happen in front of my eyes arrive early. In this scenario, I really do think it's worth it to get there early and then get there a little earlier than the early. If you are unfamiliar with Universal Studios Hollywood, you walk through a downtown space to get to security, you enter the park, and then you essentially have to descend into the bowels of planet Earth to reach this land. It is far away. Me speed walking alone with no crowds, it still took over 10 minutes for me to get down to the lower lot. If you get there on time, you'll still be totally fine. But I did experience a little bit of that. Uh, I don't think we have a name for it, but like rope drop stress. You know, that little like anxiety rattled feeling when everyone is not so calmly, calmly moving in a fast pace to get somewhere before each other. Uh, it, it felt like that. And I think arriving maybe 10, 15 minutes earlier, even a little bit earlier if I wouldn't have stopped for Starbucks. But can you blame me? It's not open in City Walk at that time. Doing that could have alleviated that little bit of stress. Also, before you purchase, check the park hours. Some days Universal Studios opens at 8, some days 9, some days 10, and the early morning entry time fluctuates along with that. I'm the genius who chose a 7 a.m. early entry on a Sunday morning, which, you know, <laughs> not ideal. But check the schedule since getting early access at 9 a.m. without having to wake up before the sun is pretty legit and kind of softens the blow of being there early and tired. I will paste the link to park hours and early access times in the show notes because it is a little tricky to find on the website. Again, early morning entry, so legit. You can knock out a good portion of Super Nintendo World, leave the land around 8, or nine, depending on what day it is, do Transformers and Mummy immediately, literally immediately. I walked onto Mummy, no stopping, no pausing, and boarded right away. It just, boom, went straight through. And then after that, you can scurry to the upper lot. You have expedited access to the tram tour, but I would maybe skip that depending on riding everything else, because if you can, if you can blast through it all by about noon, then you'll just take that break to stand in that line and sit and recharge and maybe eat a little secret snack like I do after jamming in everything you wanted to do in the morning. It is so legit. That brings me to my second tip. Consider the single rider line. Here's why. 
There is currently no way to pay to skip the line on just this attraction. The only way to get expedited entry is by booking a whole VIP tour, a half-day experience starting at $369 per person where you're with a group and scurrying through the park skipping lines. VIP tours are fantastic, but it's a whole thing. Sometimes you just want to take your buddy who is very into Mario into this new land without schmoozing with a bunch of strangers all day. And this provides that for you. As a reminder, since I once misspoke in the past, Universal Express, their popular Skip the Line product, which works great, will not get you faster entry into this specific Mario Kart ride. It works in the rest of the park, but not here. Which is why the single rider line is actually one of, if not the fastest way to experience it. Now, I know. <laughs> single rider line, not really a groundbreaking hack. But here's the deal. Using this queue during early morning entry... It got me from entrance to ride in less than five minutes. That is unheard of. That is beyond comprehension. And because most people paying extra for this early AM experience are families here for a limited time on vacation, they're unlikely to split up straight out of the gate at 8.15 in the morning, which basically renders this a one-person rainbow road during the early morning hours. By the way, I do get it. You're here for the day at a theme park with your parents or siblings or kids or friends or partners or whatever, and you want it to be a shared experience. But the reason I am recommending Single Rider here specifically is because Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge is a very solitary ride by design. Much of what you see is happening in front of you in your own personal headset. There's no onboard photo. You're very much in your own world the entire time. So not being beside your friend or girlfriend or teenager is completely doable, especially on a re-ride. Though I recommend this wholeheartedly, there are some caveats to keep in mind. The single rider queue is not always open. On my visit, they closed it when Super Nintendo World opened to regular ticket holders. They said it was because of staffing, but it opens throughout the day. There's kind of no rhyme or reason that I can relay to you in terms of when it's open, but be sure to check with the team member at the ride entrance. They are super helpful and they will let you know. And if you plan to ride as a single rider on your very first time on this attraction, Watch the pre-show on your phone. Watch the pre-show on your phone. It's on YouTube. You can find it. You actually kind of do need to know how to operate this attraction, and you will board so quickly that you, guaranteed, will be quite overwhelmed. Now, a reminder. Both early morning entry and single rider are worthwhile because this ride doesn't always work. I rode Mario Kart four times, and two of those times, the augmented reality portion didn't function correctly. Even as someone who actually enjoys this attraction, those are bad odds. I spoke with a team member afterwards, and they said, if you do have a bad experience or the display didn't work correctly, tell them once you get off board and they can re-ride you, they can re-board you on the attraction. But I just wanted to flag in advance that you might want to budget or plan to ride the ride twice, if at all possible. Again, That's tough. This is already hard to get on once, and I know I'm giving you a tall order, but during early morning entry, it does really make things like this easier. Okay, you know that feeling that everyone knows something that you don't? For me, that used to be Quince, but no more. Quince is a truly astounding retailer, essentially carrying everything a person on your mood board would wear. We're talking washable silk blouses, chic leather bags, 14 karat gold jewelry, European linen dresses, and the best part of all is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They're up here with 
$50 Mongolian cashmere sweaters. $50! Beautiful, timeless items you can wear and actually live in. Meaning, you don't have to be scared to bring them on your theme park travels. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you're sensitive to retailers like I am, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. But it's not just your everyday work-life clothes. They have everything. I recently joined a new gym, big deal for me, and desperately needed new workout clothes to wear there. It's kind of like an LA gym. It's like you kind of got to look cute. So I ordered a pair of their Ultraform bike shorts and high-rise pocket leggings. And when I tell you, the quality of these leggings is truly on par with brands I paid three times as much for, which really kind of makes me love these three times more. I'm not only going to buy them again, but actually buy the other travel stuff in my cart because they have things like beautiful pastel suitcases for 129 bucks and these wildly affordable compression packing cubes that I have been waiting forever to buy compression packing cubes and they're always so pricey and here the price fits. So if you want to get ready for work, your new gym, travel, anything in your life, go to Quince. Quince.com slash amusing will get you free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Ooh, that's nice for someone who puts stuff off like I do. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash amusing to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash amusing. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And this is a big one. There's a secret little way to gain entry into Bowser Jr. more quickly. Surprise! You actually don't need to play all the games to enter this hidden little game space. If you are unfamiliar with the land and don't quite know what I'm referencing, let me break it down for you. This is not Bowser's Castle, a space within the queue of the land's only ride, Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. This is an entirely different standalone attraction, also with the name Bowser. Cool! It's Bowser Jr.'s Shadow Showdown, and it has interactive gameplay that essentially sees your physical movements reflected on a big ol' screen in front of you. That's the most I can say without spoilers. But the reason you probably don't hear people talking about this too much is because A, it's not the ride, and B, it's essentially pay-gated. To enter this space, someone in your party needs to have a power-up band, that wearable wristband sold for use in the land, and needs to have used it to collect three keys by accomplishing tasks within the land. When the land opened, the way to get keys was by playing those interactive challenges in the land. You'll see people waiting in line for them. You You see what the game is in front of you. However, there are 
two ways to get keys without playing games, and you can get them by basically doing nothing. There are scoreboards outside of the restroom entrance. If you tap that power-up band at all three scoreboards, two will be facing you, one will be facing the other side. It's around a little corner towards that entrance. If you tap your power-up band at all three of those, you will get a key. You'll get a key just by doing that, not waiting in line for an hour to see a little thing you move just by doing that. The other way is that if you go upstairs to the second level of the land, it's a a little stairwell that's hidden between the entrance to this and the entrance to Mario Kart. If you walk up there and you use your power-up band to hit every single block that's up there, you will also get a key. Now, I've heard you have to do it twice. I've heard you don't have to do it twice. I've talked to multiple employees who worked there, but basically... If you hit it, do it twice so that you're safe. You hit all of them, you will get the key. One little tip for that. I didn't notice that one of the question mark blocks on the indoor portion of that upstairs area has a big yellow question mark and then two gray boxes, one on the left, one on the right. You have to hit all three. I goofed there. I didn't get the key. And once I did it, boom, I got the key. Now, this sounds a little little like a cheat code, but the reason you want to do this is because the game challenges throughout the land have long lines. By getting two keys this way, you're essentially saving at least an hour, possibly more. And it gets you into this experience, this pretty fun attraction without wasting the day to try and do so. So it's kind of huge. It's kind of a great way to get it done. I mean, do you want to tell your children that, oh, you only have to get one key and then do those and just say they got to do that? Listen, uh, choose whatever journey you want. But I would highly recommend this. Otherwise, you will be waiting in the sun in line for all three challenges to complete it, to get inside for a long time. Tip number four, the trickiest thing you will gain access to isn't that. It's Toadstool Cafe. Operationally, I've been hearing things across the board (laughs) for months prior to my revisit recently. If you do early morning entry, you will be able to either dine right then in the morning, no problem. But if you don't, I don't know, want pasta for breakfast, you can scan a QR code when you enter the land. They'll be holding it up on a stick and book a reservation for later that day, which makes it way easier to tackle everything in the land without stress in the morning when it's not too busy. Reservations go quickly though. Like right now during the summer, you can't really find them easily after that early entry time period. But it's a QR code, right? That leads to a website that has a URL that you don't necessarily need early morning entry to access. Can you find the link online? Yes, you can. Am I going to give it to you? No, I'm not. I follow rules. Some say it's geotagged, some say it's not. I don't know how long they plan to use this exact system for, but it does kind of explain why reservations are snapped up so freaking quickly. And also, if you have a reservation, you can enter the land later if it's at capacity. So it is extremely clutch. That's all I'm going to say about that. My hands are clean, but I do want to also mention that the food is good. The food is good. There are no proper themed snacks in the land and the drink cart that's outside I don't really like. But here, the mushroom soup, incredible, comes in a souvenir container you'll actually want. The Luigi burger with truffle fries, delish. And I even really enjoyed the Princess Peach Cupcake. Uh, It's like a raspberry uh, funfetti cupcake and it has buttercream frosting. It, It is fantastic. If you order any of those three you will be happy. And my final tip, tip number five, is to call into the Churros hotline with any questions. Operationally, things can, have, and will change. That's the wrong tense. Things have changed, (laughs) things can change, and they will change. There we go. go. Still got it. Still got it. Um, Operationally, things have changed a lot in this land since it opened. They probably will change in the future. And I want to make sure that your questions are answered. So keep those calls coming specifically about this land because I want to make sure you're covered. For example, 
Super Nintendo World is open during Halloween Horror Nights, but only if you have a day-to-night ticket. So only if you have a certain type of admission can you access it. Do I anticipate that the people buying day-to-night Halloween Horror Nights tickets probably want to spend the nighttime in the Horror Nights mazes, houses? They want to be experiencing Halloween Horror Nights? Probably. Is the land going to be empty during that time? Most likely. Do I anticipate they're likely going to change that ticketing policy at some point? Yeah. I'm sure it's possible. So be sure to call in because things will change. I want to make sure you're covered. And I got you. If you have any questions at any point, please reach out. I want you to have the best vacation possible and have fun. Hey, Carly, this is Laura Westman, your old pal from Manhattan. Um, calling with a really important question now that you are back, which is, have you had the store-bought Dole Whip yet? And if so... What is your honest review? Thank you. Laura, hi. It's so exciting to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm very flattered. Laura and I know each other in real life. So this is a a real joy moment for me. As for (laughs) the Dole Whip frozen treat that is now in stores, and the reason I phrase it like that is because full disclosure, even though you know if you've seen on Instagram, I did a paid partnership with Dole around their new packaged Dole Whip product that is sold in stores. I do believe the the full name is Dole Whip Frozen Treat. And now I want to Google it just to make sure so I don't sound like a robot when I don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Dole Whip Frozen, 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 Frozen Treat. Boom. Did it. So it's different from a soft serve product that you get in the park. I will say that from the start. And part of the reason is because it's there's there's no bad stuff in it. It's basically just delicious frozen fruit and coconut cream, I think, is the other main ingredient. I've tried all three flavors. There's strawberry, mango, and pineapple. They're sold in packs of four at grocery stores, at some grocery stores. I know people in LA have been looking everywhere for them. I was told during the partnership to direct people to Costco, but I don't have a membership there, so that means I can't get them, which is a bummer because I do like them. We'll get to that in a second. But they're packaged in these little cups. They're like a really nice little sweet treat dessert, but flavor wise, I'm going to be real with you. Yes, we did a paid partnership, but I am always honest, even during and after. So I will tell you, I do not like the strawberry one. The strawberry flavored one is just, it's a little off. It's a little off. The vibe's not right with that one. The pineapple one is pretty good. It's more coconutty than pineapple. And especially when you're eating a product that says Dole Whip pineapple, it's a little, your theme park brain at first is like, wait, what? This, this is different. But it's, the fact that it doesn't have, again, it doesn't have junk in it. It doesn't have just a bunch of processed ingredients and fake sugar. It's fruit. It's made with real fruit. So I think that that plus the coconut, I liked the coconut vibe anyway. But the mango, the mango is so delicious. I I ate my final one because it comes in a box of four. When I ate my final one, I was like, what am I going to do now? Because I can't, I don't know where to get this. And I loved the mango. I loved it so much. I would eat it every single day if I could access it at the grocery store near my house. It is that good. So I highly recommend buying the mango one. If you want to try the pineapple one, try the pineapple one. It's good. Strawberry? I Personally, I wouldn't do it. The other thing is, the weird thing about this product, because it's not just a bunch of like frozen fake stuff, you have to let it thaw. They recommend 10 minutes. Anybody who can take dessert out of the freezer and wait 10 minutes is not someone that I'm really on the same wavelength with because I'm eating it. I'm eating a frozen cookie as I am closing the freezer door. It is just happening like that. But if you can let it sit for a little longer, the consistency is wonderful. And also, I don't mention this in terms of uh, like count your calories, but I mention this because the mango one, I'm looking at the website right now and I wanted to fact check it and I'm correct. 
It's 110 calories, which if you know any like sugar packed desserts, you know that that's not a lot for a full dessert. It's because it's it's made with real fruit. And there's again, there's not junk in it, which I thought was so exciting. Uh, and I loved every second of it. So, yeah, get the mango pineapple. Uh, it's OK. And strawberry. Uh, don't get it. Um, but I loved it. I loved it. And again, I will never just a blanket statement. I will never take a partnership with someone who isn't a product that I thoroughly enjoy and support um, because all I have is my integrity. And if I throw that out the window, uh, I'm done. And throwing it out the window for frozen Dole Whip? Not going to happen. Thank you so much for calling. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. for listening and coming back into the very amusing fold now that we are back now that I'm post maternity leave now that I'm just going to be blabbing about theme parks and all their themed destinations and entertainment and fun places and I'm very close to spoiling future episodes so I'm going to stop talking so that I don't but thank you Thank you. You can rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, which I've learned through analytics is where most of you listen to it. I would have thought Spotify. Shocking. And rate and follow us on Spotify. We see you there too, and we love you. You can give us a call day or night. Truly call me at four in the morning. I won't wake up. It's totally fine. At 747churros. You can also send us a voice note to 747churros at gmail.com or text it to us. Um, We've been doing a lot of texting. There's been a lot of texting happening on the Churros Hotline. I kind of love it. It's like a semi-anonymous group chat. It's really, really nice. We sell merchandise. The store is still open. The shelves are not as full as they once were because your girl hasn't reordered stuff in a while. She's been preoccupied, but there is still plenty of merchandise. And I got to tell you, during my break, I wore a piece of very amusing uh, a, a garment, a very amusing garment every single day. Every single day. I'm not joking. Every single day I wore a cropped sweatshirt or a cropped t-shirt or something like that. And they're all still high quality. I I don't even know if I can take credit for that, but they're so well printed and so, the garments that we printed on are so good. The team that we have is flawless, absolutely flawless. And I'm very grateful because if my merch was falling apart, I would be upset too. But it's really so high quality. I keep washing it and it look, looks brand new. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. But yes, you can buy some of these wonderful things at very-amusing.com and watch that space because because one day soon we will have we will have more for you. You can follow me at Carly Wiesel on Instagram, at Carly Wiesel on TikTok, at Carly Wiesel on Twitter. Even though I'm really not there that much anymore, guys, it is not. It's a bad place. I'm not into it. I don't like what's going on there. I'm not there that much. I'm also on Threads, but is anyone on there? I haven't logged in since it first debuted, so this is probably the last time I'll mention it. You can also find our Facebook group, The Fomily, at Facebook.com/groups/slash Carly Wiesel. This episode was edited dazzlingly by Jeff Box. That looked way easier to say when it was typed out. <laughs> dazzlingly. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. Hi, it's Mom. Hi, sweetheart. I'm so excited that a new episode is coming. I wasn't really invited to speak, but I'm on here, and you have to take my call. 
I just want to say it's been a long time, and I'm so excited, but during that time was the best thing that could ever have happened. So I am very happy. I adore my grandchild, and it was well worth taking time off. And if anyone's upset, you call, have them call me. I love her so much. I love you so much. Sorry, John Samos, but from now on, I love Pearl more. Sorry. Love you. I'm hoping for a very good episode, which I'm sure it will be. And I'm very excited for what's to come. I'm very, very happy. I love you. Bye.